All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Woo. Hello, Chris. Hello, Sharon. <laughs> this was such a good episode. Oh I don't even want to do God. preliminaries. I just want to talk about this. Let's just jump right in. Oh, my God. Such a good episode. Such a good episode. Fuck all those other episodes. We love Margaret episodes. How can you not? So much. How can you not? I just. I know she probably wasn't quite as fun as they make her out to be, but. Sure. Boy, she seems like a lot of fun. I'd totally hang out with her. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of what the whole episode is about. It's about how fun Margaret is and how plain the queen is. And that's like the whole series is Probably kind of about is. that. It's yeah. A, it's, a, it's a common theme. Yeah. And it's funny to me that these episodes, these Margaret episodes that are so full of life, life. and energy <laughs> and fun and dancing and singing are so much more interesting to me mm -hmm. than the stodgy old episodes with the queen and the KGB and blah, blah, and the blah. The mustaches. I'm with you. So interesting. I love I'm it. I'm with you. Even if it might not be completely true. I love it for the TV. I love the show. Yeah. I love the show, too. That's what docudramas are all about, is making TV better than life. Sure. So the title of this episode of The Crown is Margaretology. Yeah, season three, episode two of The Crown, Margaretology. Yeah, I wrote a few things down. Kind of wanted to run these past you to see what you thought. I like that idea. About the titles. I know one of the first things I said was that I I just like Margaret episodes are the best episodes. Right. Um, which is great. And it's true. True. But then I was sort of trying to riff off Margaretology, like the science of Margaret. So weird science, I thought might be a fun title. I think that's a stretch. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? It was a bit of a stretch. Gives me a lot of audio cues to work with, though. <laughs> you got your favorite mustache back, though. So. Oh, that's true. Tommy Lassels. <laughs> Book ending the show is Tommy Lassels. That'll be fun. Maggie does Johnson. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That'll, that'll get some hits. That'll get some downloads. I'm yeah, sure. right up there with the boatload of semen episode. Exactly. Maggie does Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. I, I like the best. For sure. That's a good one. All right. Roll with it. So season three, episode two of the Crown cast. Maggie does Johnson. I like it. Awesome. Good job. Cheers. Cheers. Totally TR time. Get yourself a crown to shine. Can be made of anything. Flowers from your best friend. Homemade links are heaven sent. Anything made with love on your head. It's Tiara time. All right, jumping right in. Tommy Lassell's exclamation point. 1943. So little Liz is getting the what for in terms of becoming queen. Yes. What, she was like 12? 11? Probably. Something like I that. Nineteen four. I can't remember when she was born. I'm just, I, I don't. It's 1943. I have no idea. I'm just guessing. I know I have that in my notes here somewhere, but. 
I was just sort of guessing at the size of the little human that was on TV. And Margaret is being schooled on how not to be queen. Yeah. She wants to play too, but uh, she wants a bean feast. Gooses! Geeses! (laughs) Indeed. She wants it now. She does. She was a bad egg. But that is not to be so much. No. So then we we quickly go to the present and... Um, Can we talk about the girls first for oh, yeah. a second? Do it. I'd just like to say how wonderfully these girls were cast. Oh, yeah, for sure. I know they're in the show at the beginning and the end for like a total of seven minutes. But little Liz is slightly less conventionally attractive than little Margaret. And with that hair. Right. They really look the parts. And little Margaret Rose looks like a little Vanessa Kirby. Like, she looks like her. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. It was cast brilliantly. It really was. And not only that. They did like, a great job. Those, those two kids, the their performances, like. They acted their asses off. They really did. They did great. And it's, it's such subtle acting. Mm-hmm. Because the one is just sort of acting like a bouncy kid who wants to play queen one day. Right. Little Maggie. And then little Liz is kind of acting like a little little stoic a little queen yeah one day and it's great it's really great great to see they were really really absolutely well done yes so yeah uh present day 1965 sure present day new liz that's the word i was looking for so new liz gives margaret and tony a bit of a send-off at the airport in 1965 right an entourage of 16 people and 75 pieces of luggage were included on that commercial flight, using my quotes here. Wow. Commercial flight. Yes. Uh, wow. Margaret did say that they cleared out the first class cabin just for the two of them. Well, the rest of their people sat in business class then because only she and Tony were shown in right. the big ass fancy airplane first class like first class was really first class back then it really was it wasn't just a slightly bigger seat and a warm towel right it was a fucking hotel room yeah couches and yeah lounges and plus it was the 60s so everything was mod sure and really designed well and okay smoky (laughs) and smoky one thing i noticed there was a really nice moment between margaret and tony after they got on the plane, mm-hmm. Queen Elizabeth said something like, be nice to each other. Right. And, you know, Margaret was a little bit sort of put off by it. You know, like, don't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. So when they get on the plane, mm-hmm. Margaret and Tony kind of, you know, bitch at each other about the queen instead of about each other. Sure. So it was sort of a nice moment between them. We <laughs> did, we haven't really gotten too many nice moments between it's true. them since they fell in love in season two. So, so that was fun. That was nice. And then we're in the USA. I guess it's the UK ambassador starting to try to ask President Johnson for bailout money. Is that who that was? I don't know if that's who that was. And real life they didn't need bail out money from the u.s they needed the u.s to approve a global loan 
Okay. Because the UK was in a lot of debt from World War II. Sure. A lot of debt. And they had gotten a loan from the U.S. before. Okay. Which they didn't pay off until like 2000 something. Wow. Yeah. Like 2006, maybe 2004 or something like that. Maybe 2002. I don't but feel yeah, so bad until for, the aughts. for paying off a car in eight years. Exactly. Exactly. And because they had all that going on and they just streamlined it for the crown. Sure. Well, that's that's easy for them to do. Yeah, absolutely. So they really just needed his signature. But it is true that they kind of negotiated the there were, social part. There was in, some back and forth. Yeah, in order to get his approval. Okay. So based on real events. It is pretty based on real events. It wasn't as, I'm sure it wasn't as straightforward as that. No. Like Margaret was going to the US anyway. Right. And Margaret did visit DC while she was in the US. But it probably wasn't necessarily a visit to D.C. specifically to try to get that money. To try to get that approval. Okay. It didn't hurt. Sure. Regardless, pretty on. All right. I'm okay with with how they did it, for sure. Well, either way, it's been the most fun politics on this show. Oh my God. For a long time. Indeed. Plus Clancy Brown. Oh my God. Jesus, you know how Clancy I feel Brown. about him. I love him so much. It's better to burn out than to fade away. I feel like President Johnson was much more of a doofus than <laughs> Clancy Brown is. But I love it. Well, he was very tall. Sure. He was a, a large man and... And he was rough around the edges. He he was no Jack Kennedy, that is for sure. Right. I don't know if that might be why Jack Kennedy chose him as his running mate. Maybe, I mean, maybe they kind of covered all the bases. That's the kind of thing that happens. With that duo. You, you pick someone that's, you know, politically clean, like has no skeletons in their closet. Like Sarah Palin? Well, Alaska and Russia are only separated by a narrow maritime border. You've got Alaska here, and this right here is water, and then that's up there's Russia. Yes. (laughs) Exactly like Sarah Palin. Speaking of, go drink some bleach. You're hysterical. Whoever you choose to be your VP, let Clancy Brown play them because he's amazing. Between you and me, I don't give a shit about polite society. We're looking at you, Sarah Palin. (laughs) Vote for Clancy Brown long before I'd vote for Sarah Palin for anything. For fucking president of the P fucking TA, for Christ's sakes. Okay. Speaking of, I think we ought to get our our super fans a a shirt that says president of the P fucking T.A. (laughs) Because I would love to see Lachey wearing something like that. She would totally rock it, of course. Of course. All right, back to the show. Already in progress. Oh, there's a show. (laughs) 
So they invite the president to England. Yes. The queen has sent an invitation for Clancy Brown to come and go shooting in Scotland. And he considers it. He does. And then apparently they don't send a response. Yeah. So PM Wilson. My dentist's name is Dr. James Spaulding. Uh, goes to see new Liz to talk about what's going on with President Johnson. Right. It's so funny, too, because they have these conversations between Liz and the prime minister. Mm -hmm. And my brain just like empties out. It's just like the little red yes. meter just goes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like watching paint dry. <laughs> it's two really, really boring people talking about really, really boring stuff. The royal family has been extremely helpful in keeping this special relationship afloat. And given the predicament the country finds itself in economically... You'd like us to roll out the red carpet, make a bit of a fuss. Please. This and, is why we love Margaret. Well, of course. But then it gets me thinking about the show itself. Uh-huh. Like, the counterpoint between Liz and her stodginess and the stupid stodgy PM... And they're stupid, stodgy, well, we have to do this because of that. <laughs> and, and then bouncing over to Margaret and her just just watching her drive down the, the highway in Los Angeles with the top down right. and her hair in the breeze. It's just, it's quality filmmaking is what it is. It's, they do a good job. It's really well done. Speaking of Margaret driving down the road with the top down right. in L.A., before we move too much further, I want to talk about a really quick photo montage that they did while Margaret and Tony were visiting the West Coast. Okay. So while they're trying to convey that they're out partying and going from place to place to place to place, which is totally what they did sure. when they were in the U.S. They went from party to party to party. They did other royal type things, like they cut a couple of ribbons for things and put a couple of plaques up and shit like that. But they really went to a lot of parties. Okay. But in that photo montage was where we finally got to see... The bathtub picture. The famous bathtub picture. With the Poltimore tiara. Oh, okay, right. Oh, is it tiara time? Well, no, because we've talked oh. about this tiara a zillion times before. Okay, once before. But they just showed that picture for a half of a second. Right. They actually showed that picture longer in the previews than they did in the actual show. And that picture is so iconic. Yeah. Now, yet they only spent a half a second on it. The photo wasn't taken in the US. The photo was taken in 1962. Is that prior to the events of the show yes. today? Okay. Yeah. Because this was 1965 that they visited. Okay. So the photo was taken in 62 when they were a little more blushing as a couple. But it wasn't released until 2006. Oh. 
which was after Margaret died, four years after Margaret died, they waited until Margaret died to release it to the public. Wow, I had no idea. I didn't either. Tony died in 2017, and his family put the photo back into his vault. Oh. So it's not available to see by the public. You can buy a print mm-hmm. of it. All right. For $50,000. Wow. Holy shiz. My birthday's coming up, I think. It's good to know. Yeah. Let me write that one down. Yeah. They're only doing 50. They only did 50 of them. I think they've only sold like three of them. I'll just put it on my list. Can I do like a Kmart layaway kind of thing? (laughs) Or do they only accept jewels? (laughs) (laughs) I might be able to scrape together a couple of chipped emeralds. From some old jewelry or something. I was thinking maybe there's a pirate ship off the coast of Oregon we can find. <laughs> Let's get out of here! Like now! But that's the bathtub picture story. I was really interested in it. Sure. So now you have to be interested in it. And no, Johnson does not want to go shooting in Scotland with the Queen because he would have to cut his nails. <laughs> that was such a fun little... Uh, a speech. Like, it was. That was really good. And I, I don't know anything about President Johnson. What I know about President Johnson is from the movie Forrest Gump, because some of the actual footage of President Johnson from back then is in Forrest Gump. OK. And that's about it. OK. And then there was that other movie that we watched with Heisenberg as Johnson. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That was a good movie, too. Yeah, it was. But I, I, don't, I don't know anything about the real guy, right? Right. So it's fun to watch this great actor mm-hmm. who we know we love. <gasps> love him so much. And just let him do his thing right. and, and make this character his own. Mm-hmm. So that made me really happy. I don't know anything about Johnson either. Right. I do know that he was body. He did cuss a lot. Okay. He cussed like a drunken sailor. Awesome. I approve. So there was a quick, I didn't write everything down, but there was a quick couple of scenes like the prime minister talking to Liz and how stodgy their, you know, politics conversation was. Mm -hmm. And then Margaret and Tony, I guess, were at a party because they're, they're cutting back and forth between these scenes. Right. Um, So then they leave the party and Margaret's a little drunk. Yes. Tony's a little annoyed. Tony seems to get annoyed when Margaret is drunk. Yeah, which I get that. And, you know, they ought to really sh- figure that shit out. But yeah. Whatever. They can have fun together, sure. But most of the time, it's just these two people just sort of face acting at each other and kind of revolving around each other without yeah being in the same circling sphere. each yeah. other. Like, and so this this conversation they had was i mean they're just still fighting over blah 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 it was high drama uh-huh. you know, and she was kind of mean to him and she was kind of mean and he was kind of mean to her too like yeah they were the passive aggressiveness is mm-hmm. is very clear from both of them so are we in arizona now um and the queen's calling margaret getting there um there's I think there's a little more back and forth between Johnson and and the crown. Um, I know the note I wrote down was Johnson in the stupid war in Vietnam. And then he doesn't want to go to England and play. Right. And then Liz continues to check up on Margaret. 
She right. keeps asking Michael, what's going on with Margaret? And Michael's like, oh, she's fine. She did this and that and the other. And Queen Elizabeth is like, oh, Ooh. really? Ooh. Like she was expecting her to fail. Right. Don't send Margaret to party and expect her to fail. <laughs> yeah. Lesson learned. It's just not happening that way. No. She's going to finish the job. Doing it right. Yeah, so then we get to uh, Margaret starting to convalesce at the Douglas Ranch right. in Arizona. I don't know who the Douglases are. Papa Douglas was the ambassador to England from the U.S. Oh. And his daughter and Margaret were friends okay. and remained friends. And that was the whole purpose of the trip originally. That's what I gathered. So Charmin Douglas invited Margaret and Tony to come visit. Okay. And she arranged some parties in California. And then they spent time with her in Arizona and then cool. went to New York and Washington, just like in the show. But yeah, that was the original purpose of the trip. Right. And then the queen was like, you know, we should do some diplomacy things while you're there. Oh, by the way. Yeah. And it ended up costing a lot of money. It it was super expensive. Plus, as we mentioned earlier, England was in a lot of debt. Right. And they spent tens of thousands of pounds for this big trip. 16 people for Margaret and Tony to go to the U.S. So, and it was so bad that in 1973, when Margaret asked to go to the U.S. again, right. they wouldn't let her. <laughs> They're like... Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty bad. It, England was was not really happy about it. And she didn't impress a lot of Americans besides President Johnson either. Oh, really? At all of these parties that she went to, you know, Margaret's kind of bitchy. Mm, right. Yeah, she uh, Margaret's insulting. She speaks her mind to people. And she met all kinds of American celebrities who did not really like her. Okay, so fascinating. Yeah, it was an interesting trip. So all the while, there's still this kerfuffle going on between Johnson and the crown. Johnson's chief of staff says that basically they have to respond somehow. Right. They can't just not respond. Mm -hmm. So they end up deciding to invite Margaret to the White House instead. Right. Liz thinks that's an interesting idea. Doesn't really think it's going to work. But essentially agrees with Wilson! Prime Minister Wilson that they need to do that. Right. And so... Liz calls Margaret to ask her to go to D.C. Yes. And Margaret doesn't really want to do it. No. So she says no and hangs up. She says no several times. Your Royal Highness. No. <laughs> Telephone call. No. no. It's the queen. Grumble, grumble, grumble. <laughs> Heavy sigh. Your Royal Highness. No. Telephone for you. No. It's the queen. Hello, you. Hello, you. 
Sorry to disturb. I know you're on holiday, so you won't want to hear this. What? We've had an invitation from the White House for you to go to Washington and have dinner with the President and the First Lady. And we'd like you to attend. Ah, oh, can't. Perhaps I should make it clear. There is rather a lot riding on it, and everyone is keen, very keen, for you to go. Perhaps I should make it clear that nothing is going to stop me from supporting my husband. And just so well done. Yeah. So well played. We will always say that, I think. Was Liz afraid that Margaret would go over the top and be too much? You know how she hates going over the top and being know, too much. I know, just like me. Right. But yeah, that was it, wasn't it? I they mean, were afraid Margaret would just be a horrible embarrassment. Right. That's that's what Liz was afraid of. Right. Um, and even in the end, she said, you know. She was. It turns out she was. She was doing all of the things that, you know, Liz said Margaret was doing all of the things that she told her not to do. And that all worked. And it worked. So, and then Liz is still pissed at her in spite of it all. But uh, Liz kind of has to pull rank on Margaret Mm -hmm. and says, yeah, you're going to the White House. I asked you as my sister and now I'm telling you as your queen. As your queen. Sorry. Sorry, eh? What a weird relationship that must be. I can't imagine. Can you imagine if Charlie were king? I was just going to say. <laughs> but then Marcy and I would be princesses and that would be awesome. I mean, y'all are kind of there. What with the tiaras and the unicorn tattoos? I, you know. But yeah, that would, that would, mm, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to tough. say about that. Yeah. You have to. I'm the king. I got nothing. Let's move on. <laughs> well, and maybe that's why Harry and Meghan got out while they could. I I mean, it's interesting to think that the times may be changing. Because mm-hmm. Harry would have been Margaret. Harry would have been second. Right. And everything. And his brother would have been his king one day. Yeah. That's got to be crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. It is crazy. So what I really liked about how they showed Margaret's visit to Washington Mm -hmm. was how they went back and forth between Wilson telling Liz the story. This is so great. And then the story actually happening. It was amazing. And it was such a contrast. You were talking about how boring it is to see Liz and Wilson sitting there talking about stupid, boring political stuff. Right. And you know what? It's boring to hear them talk about awesome, fun, crazy, royal antics. Right. Which is in such wonderful contrast to Clancy Brown and Helena Bonham Carter exchanging dirty limericks. Brilliant. It was amazing. Yeah, I, I thought the way they shot this and told this this part of the story was just brilliant. Absolutely amazing. Um, and again, it highlights the whole contrast between Liz and the Crown mm-hmm. and Margaret and having her own life. Right. 
Um, also, this is what I was trying to get at earlier, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to jump this far ahead. Right. So, Margaret and Tony, mm-hmm. the the acting that they have to do to each other for a lot of the time is very snippy. Mm-hmm. It's very high drama. The chemistry between these two actors, it's like anti-chemistry. It's like polar <laughs> opposite. It's like, think of the, the greatest movies of all time and the wonderful chemistry between their, their leading characters. Right. You know, and they have exactly the inverse of that. Right. What a treat it must be for then these actors to go and have the best party ever with Clancy Brown's White House. <laughs> with drinking yeah. and dancing and smoking and limericks and kissing. And I mean, it was just, they had the best time. They had a really good time. And Tony was right there by her side. All, the whole too. way through it. It wasn't how he usually is at a party. Yeah. I gave you the signal three times and you ignored me. He was enjoying himself. It wasn't the second fiddle nonsense. They were just having a good time. Yeah. And it all showed like it all showed on camera. Yeah. It was all there. It was wonderful. So it was really, really fun to watch. So first there was dinner. Right. Also in attendance this night. For reals. For reals. Kirk Douglas, what Nelson Rockefeller, nice, and Henry Ford were there. Okay, so that could have been a party. That was a big night. <laughs> so there was dinner, and then oh, they had a drinking contest. Oh, the drinking contest was first. I knew there was something before the limerick contest, and then that evolved into jokes and limericks. And so I'd like to point out that we do have some listeners that do not watch the crown right but they listen to the crown cast sure so i would like to ask if you would please put in helena bottom carter doing the prize winning limerick here because it is amazing and no one should ever not hear this limerick sure this princess margaret limerick also through the magic of editing Mm -hmm. i can have you and Helena Bonham Carter go ahead and recite <laughs> the prize-winning limerick. Whatever works for you. So. Any more? Princess Margaret won the evening with this one. There was once a lady from Dallas who used a dynamite stick as a phallus. <laughs> they found her vagina in North Carolina. And her asshole in Buckingham Palace. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> I love it. It's I good. so love it. It's really good. I so love it. And there was another limerick told just before that by President Johnson mm-hmm. that started with there was a young man from Wisconsin who had an enormous an enormous Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> and and Liz is like well, tell me the rest, Wilson. And he was like, apparently that was enough. Yeah, that was kind of enough. They just stopped. (laughs) But that was amazing. Yes. That was absolutely fantastic. And that's just all downhill from there. 
Yeah, kind of was. <laughs> um, so yeah, best party ever. You know, even if if none of it is true, like Margaret gives Johnson a little peck on the on the on the face. I think Helena Bottom Carter did that. You think that was Helena? I really do. I love moments it like that. It seemed really impulsive. Yeah. Like if she didn't do that on the fly, she and everyone else in that room was doing amazing acting because okay. maybe it just no, makes I'm... me feel better that she just did that. Sure. Besides, if you're that close to Clancy Brown, why wouldn't you fucking kiss him? Right. What are you Jimmy staring at? Back to work. So say we all. I I mean, I would have to go watch that scene again. And I, I will because mm-hmm. I love moments like that. Right. There's two that I that I hold in my heart. One is from Firefly. Uh-huh. There's a scene where... I know what you're going to say. I know. There's a scene where Mal kind of grabs Kaylee and, and spins her around into a little hug. Uh-huh. And from what I can tell, that's the two actors. It's not the two characters. And that's not the one I thought you were going to say. There's one scene where Kaylee's sitting on the steps and Mal is walking by... It's towards the very end of the show. Uh-huh. So they're all like calming down, you know, okay. and he's coming forward and they take each other's hand. And I think they were supposed to do that. But like they linger mm. like as he's walking up the stairs, he like touches her shoulder again or does something in the way she looks at him. Like you could tell that was definitely the actors that that wasn't in the script. So they do that a lot. I, and I can imagine, you know, that's one thing I love about a show that has a cast that's so tight. Uh-huh. Like Firefly couldn't have been cast any better. Right. And those actors all have the absolute best energy with each other. Mm-hmm. Like it, there's just none higher. So watching those kind of moments, I imagine those moments come out a lot. Right. You know, if they're not, even if it's not an improv kind of a show, like it's still going to happen. There's another one, too, in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. There's a moment where Emma Watson giggles. She says something like, because Ron is bewildered that, (laughs) that they've been, they moved across the room. And right. She's like. I don't have a time turner. How could anyone be in two places at once? And right. It's a great little moment where at least the character breaks into a little laugh. Mm-hmm. And to me, it feels like Emma and not Hermione. I remember what you're talking about. And it is. It is. I totally agree with you. So yeah, I'm with you. I love all those moments. Um, and they, for good reason, like because they're really very real mm-hmm. and they're very human. Mm-hmm. It's easy to connect with them. So um Let's get back to the Firefly cat, or no, the Harry Potter cat. I mean, sorry, the Crown cast. <laughs> what is this podcast about? Where, who am I? Where were we? Are we back home? I think we're getting back home. Oh, and Philip is in the show. Philip who? I don't know. Her? No, I kind of want to buy her a diamond. Her? If you all don't watch Arrested Development, then you're missing most of the jokes. Yeah. Sorry. It's for real. So, yeah, um, Margaret and Tony get greeted by PM Wilson. Wilson! Upon their triumphant return to London. I bet that was exciting for them. Yeah. They're not at Buckingham. They're they're at Windsor Castle or Mm -hmm. they're off somewhere. Right. For the picnic? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liz and Margaret have kind of a grown-up conversation about how Margaret wants to do this more often. Right. She wants to be included a little more. 
We'll see if that happens. <laughs> Probably not so much. So then uh, Philip mansplains the House of Windsor to Liz. <laughs> that was a pretty fun conversation. I mean, it was it was actually it, it ended up being pretty good. But still, I'm sitting there watching it and then my eyes are kind of rolling and I'm like, yeah, OK. Yeah, OK. Thanks. Thanks for explaining all this. Prince Philip. What would we have done without you? Well, it wasn't like he pulled out the genealogy chart or anything and explained how the two of them are fourth cousins once removed or something. Sure. He was pointing out something that I don't think she had thought of before, that in every generation there was. There was a Margaret. There was a Dazzler and a Dullard. Yeah. I mean. There was a Margaret and a Liz. Yeah, it, it ended up being rather poignant mm -hmm. but still I, I i just get annoyed at philip kind of a break yeah all right doesn't party nearly as much as he used to <laughs> he does seem a little calmer now doesn't he he does seem to hang around the house a little more often <laughs> although he has already referenced the lunch club in this he season did. he totally did <laughs> <laughs> jerk we're getting down to the end. There's a there's a lot of face acting going on. Present day Margaret kind of looks like she is she's gotten the wind kind of knocked out of her. Yeah. Because she's sort of reading on Elizabeth's face that, you know, she's not going to be doing more mm -hmm. diplomacy. She's not going to become more important to the crown. She's going to continue to be ornamental. Right. But what a beautiful sparkling ornament she is. I mean, yeah. We kind of end going back to the beginning with Tommy Lassell oh, right. and the girls, the young girls. That first scene with the girls, mm -hmm. you know, young Margaret was saying to young Liz, I'm going to go talk to Tommy and say, hey, I'm going to be the queen and not Liz. Right. And Liz tells her, OK. Yeah. Liz says, OK, do it. And then Tommy is just like, yeah, no, that is not how this he works. He really dressed down that little girl, really did. too. And it's it's so funny because. That actor is perfect for that role mm -hmm. because he's not saying anything that isn't absolutely proper. But the tone he's using. But the tone is he so uses and the way he's using those mean. proper words. Yeah. There's such anger in it. There's such like refined and tamed anger, mm -hmm. you know, as opposed yeah. to, you know, it's like. It's a good way to put it. It's just, it's really. It's it's really brilliant to watch. It was, and frustrating. But frustrating, yeah, and really hard for that kid. So And she cried. And she does cry. And then there's there's some back and forth between young Margaret and present day Margaret. Mm -hmm. And um looking in the mirror and taking their jewelry off. Ripping her eyelashes off. Right. And that really weird. really rounding out and and finishing this episode off strong mm -hmm. these episodes are such emotional roller coasters for me and for the characters mm -hmm. and i just love it i absolutely love it good i know i keep saying this but the contrast between episodes like this uh -huh. and episodes like episode one where all this big amazing shit happened off screen i, I would pick the margaret episodes all day long over Huge political dramas that of are totally boring to watch. Because we get amazing limericks and emotion. 
The KGB spy doesn't make me laugh out loud. No. It warms my heart to hear Margaret cackling at the end of a limerick. Yeah. You know, even it was just the briefest little cackle, but it was brilliant. She's a good cackler, too. Yeah. Me and Margaret. You both. Good cacklers. A little witchy. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's all I had. What about you? That's what I have. The only question we had from last week's episode was about the the gesture. Oh, yeah. The two fingers. The two fingers gesture. And yeah, it means exactly what we talked about. It means up yours. Up yours. Boom. And uh, there was one quip that I read that said, even if you don't know what it means, you can tell it means something rude. Sure. It did occur to me that the two finger gesture is with like the 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 negative gesture mm-hmm. is with the palm facing the gesture. Right. The international peace sign is with is the same gesture, but with the palm facing out. Right. If you recall, that was also the V for victory sign. Oh, right. In World War Two. Right. Sure. Which from what I read is where the up yours came from. They reversed it. The, hmm. the, the two of those have a direct correlation. Got it. Fascinating. Could be true. I read it on the internet. Who knows? Sure. But it didn't tie in the peace sign thing, so I don't know about that. Hmm. Whatevs. Whatevs. I think we all know what our favorite scene was. What was your favorite scene? The Limerick, the Limerick Challenge! Come on! That was amazing. Right. That was damn good television right there. Yeah. There was a moment, I didn't write it down, there was a moment that I I remember thinking was my favorite, but then there were about 80 more moments after that that I thought were amazing as well, That's so true. I've forgotten what it was. Whole episode for me. Totally works. Oh, two thumbs up. Yeah. For sure. So thanks to our listeners. Thanks to Jenny Parrott for our amazing theme music. Yay, Jenny Parrott! Keep trying to think of new people to thank, but that's really all we got. It's really just us and our wonderful listeners and Jenny Parrott. Thanks to super fans everywhere. We appreciate having you. We like being on your radio. Keep those cards and letters coming. Yeah. And God save the queen. God save the queen. I think you were a little too hot last time, but you're fine. You're fine right now. I am always too hot and And fine. fine. Walked right into that one. Yeah. Good job, Chris. I love you, too. I love you. Well, I say um, okay to go for limericks. All right. So I like hers because she's the laugh track and everything. Sure. I don't have that. That hasn't been bestowed upon me yet. Johnson? (laughs) 
so we're going to be quiet for a moment. Starting now. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> okay, one, two, three, go. All right, that's plenty. Jesus Christ, it was like three hours. I know, that was tough. Oh my God. You did good. <sighs> we're going to have to do that every time, aren't we? You are a real trooper. <sighs> You've made it this far. The end.